0: Today, we're catching up on Area 15. It's this entertainment complex in Las Vegas, Nevada that is like no other. On this episode, we've got Chris Wink with Area 15. Live from New York, it's where we buy. Oh my God. I love it, Chris. I love the energy. That's right. You're listening to Where We Buy. It's the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. We are recording live at the Javits Center during the ICSC New York Dealmaking Conference. My name is James Cook. I research retail and real estate for JLL. Where We Buy is a show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. Chris, welcome to where we buy. Thank you for having me. I've been keeping tabs on area 5 area fifteen. I almost said yeah, fifty one. I'm sure you get Common that a Mistake. Lot. Yep. Um, let's start off simple, Chris. What is your role?
1: What is your title? My title is director of content and cool stuff. Oh. Sometimes I put. Sometimes we use a different word for stuff, but. Uh, well, I see. Yeah, that's my,
0: my I see. So it's a, this is a family show, so we're, you're the director of Cool Stuff. Cool Stuff. Describe what Area 15 is. Well, you know, it's
1: actually not, not like anything else that's uh, existed so far. I mean, it's a big space, but it isn't filled with stores, per se. It's, 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 filled, it's filled with experiences. Um, we're a part of that buzzword, experience economy, I suppose. But we're really approaching it with it being a story world that you enter And yes, there will be stores in the story world, (laughs) but uh, it's going to be something special. There's going to be Meow Wolf. We're going to have, you know, of course, they have a a giant activation that's going to be there. And then we have little things, big things, and medium things in between. Augmented reality, virtual reality, axe throwing, a zip line that goes around, um, you know, all all kinds of experiences, including something I'm going to be making, drawing upon my experience at Blue Man Group over the years. Blue Man Group. So, were you a performer in Blue Man Group? Yeah, no, I'm one of the co founders of Blue Man Group, and I was the first of the three, one of the three, you know, first Blue Man. I feel like Uh, we buried the lead here. I
0: mean, you're famous. Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the Blue Man's famous, and and I was really, uh, you know, that was such a great experience. Uh, We learned so much about creating experiences for people without necessarily having the tool of, say, narrative or without, say, having the tool of someone singing or, you know, uh, but we figured out that People love experiences. They love experiences that really look them in the eye, that reach out and touch them, and to, to keep surprising people, so you didn't know what they were, you know, what was coming next. That's something that I'm trying to bring to Area 15. You come in, you kind of have an idea. It's like Blue Man Group. You know, I, someone told me I should come. I'm not quite sure what to expect, and we keep surprising you over and over. We don't just you know have the same trick over and over.
0: What might that look like? I know you probably can't get into a lot of specifics, but what kinds of things might people expect when they visit Area 15? Well,
1: one of the things we're working on right now is um, something we're calling Particle World, and it's going to be a gamification of the space. We've created a story world for the entire building, a backstory. Uh, You know, it goes back millions of years, and really, we want people to feel like they're walking into a story world, a story universe, and... They can explore that and they can go as far down the rabbit hole as they want. You know, so you can put on uh, this visor that will have special rainbow glass that allow you to see things others can't see. And that will give you clues as to this backstory, secret rooms and so on. And that's just one example. And also, that's a way that people, we can integrate the tenants you know, there's some that we control and there's others that are just sort of, you know, renting space there, but all of them are playing along. Every, it isn't just, a, hey, you know, you've got that space over there, uh, you, know, the, you know, dueling axes or um, Emporium, the barcade. It's sort of like, hey, how can we all fit together? And also visually, how can there be an integration uh, visually, so that we're you know it's a fantastical world the second you walk through the portal of the doorway.
0: So it's still Area Fifteen still under construction. How close is it to being complete? It's very
1: close. I mean, one of the things that I think is really smart about Winston Fisher's approach is that he said, "Look, let's get a building up. Let's not try to outglitz the Strip. Let's not spend five years putting shiny. You know, let's get a warehouse type building." Almost like something you'd see out in, you know, Bushwick or something, you know. But it, a, a little a little cleaner than that, I would say. But, I mean, a very not, austere kind of, you know, building that kind of on the outside can go up. And then let's get it up. And then let's get all the magic and enchantment on the inside. And so uh, it's very close. It's moving very quickly. And um, it's pretty exciting. I'm going out uh, in a couple of days to check out you know, the latest. The, sort
0: of the anchor would be Meow Wolf, which for our listeners uh, is... How do you describe Meow Wolf? <laughs> well,
1: Meow Wolf is, is the most, one of the most successful examples of sort of an experiential, immersive, kind of, I guess you would call it a, 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 the, you know, a, a fun house or a haunted house 30, 40 years ago. That's what you would have called a place you could explore, but they've taken it just to a whole other level. They've uh, created their first one in Santa Fe, and believe it or not, they have close to 750,000 visitors a year just going to that. So imagine if you have that as an anchor tenant, and you add to that dozens dozens more dozens more uh, experiences on top of that. well now you've got a very different situation for a retailer than you know that, that knows that there's people coming uh, that are motivated to come and have an experience you know they aren't just sort of passing through you know passively they want they want something amazing to happen and so that's the other thing is that um, the people on the 15 team are very careful at selecting what kind of tenant mix would make sense. I mean you can't just, you know, it's tempting if you if you have a building and you have space and you're renting it out to just say, well, if you want to pay me the rent, you can have it. But resisting that temptation is important. It has to be a palette of, you know, a catalogue of you, you know, of experiences that, that go together.
0: It's interesting. So you're you're in Vegas, you're near the strip, but you're certainly not. On the strip so are you planning on is your expectation that that folks who are on the strip are going to come out and visit or is it a different person well, you know
1: it's it's not on the strip by design because that's kind of part of the brand it's not a strip type of place it's not a straight-up tourist place it's a little bit alternative so it's close to the strip. It's close enough. It's a, it's, a, it's a $5 Uber ride over the highway, over the other side. You're not going to walk there. You're either going to drive there or you're going to take a uh, you know a, a ride share but, or a taxi. But I think that that's, again, part of the brand. It's like we say it's not far from the strip, but it's way outside the lines. I mean, we're trying to be out of the box. And so I think having something that's
0: off to the side is right where we want to be. And so you're... Uh, Fisher brothers is the development company, right? The Correct. developer that, yes. that you work for. Yeah. And, and so you're sort of creating the, the overall project and you're fitting in Meow Wolf, you're fitting in these different concepts. What you, you mentioned the, the kind of this creating this overarching mythology, which is very ambitious does that mythology include the sub mythologies of these different brands or yeah. how does that all, it's well, like it's Star Wars spin-off movies yeah. and
1: how fun would that be? I mean, we're, we're meeting with Meow Wolf, uh, on Monday to talk about, they have a backstory. We're not going to try to get too far into theirs, but we want to have adjacent stories that work together in the same space. And anybody else who wants to play that game or just be part of our story, we're inviting them to do that. I think people really, once, a, once they've also experienced the Meow Wolf experience and see how fun it is to have a kind of nested backstory. In other words, if you go to Meow Wolf and you're not really interested in digging down into the narrative story, it doesn't take away from the experience. It's, there's plenty to look at, plenty to do, um, but if you do scratch below that surface, there's a real big payoff. So we want to have that same you know, phenomenon happening in the entirety
0: of this space. It seems to me like this creating new mythologies is really uh, the future. It really is. I think it's the name of the game
1: because, you see, I think... We've been hearing words like, um, you know, uh, retailtainment or, you know, for a long time. And and I don't think that really took off the way people may have thought it might, because it sort of ends up looking like an afterthought. You know, you throw it or, you know, you throw an entertainer in the middle of the mall or you have, you know, sort of like a a, a fun, you know, display on the outside. But it does feel like a little disjointed. I think really the, the answer is you start with the experience and then you build the retail on top of that, nest it within that. So it's really theatrical retail. It's theatrical experiences, story worlds with a retail component so that people are very clear that there's an experience first and foremost. And then, yeah, of course, there's a chance to eat, there's a chance to buy some products, but it's like all nested within a very carefully thought out and worked out, you know, entertainment experience. And you're really drawing from every arrow in the quiver, you know, because some cases it's music that's going to get the job done. Some cases it's narrative. Some cases it's going to be motorized. You know, if you think of Blue Man Group, you know, we love our toys and our black lights and, and you know, but it, you're going to pull from theater. You're going to pull from music, concerts. You're going to pull from rituals. You're going to pull from what people love about travel. People love the exotic, seeing something that they can't see in their neighborhood. So we're pulling from every place we can to grab uh, rich and entertaining experiences that that really resonate for people and and have a little gravitas to it. I mean, for me especially, I I don't want to just create Instagram moments. That's not enough. Like, I I get it. I know it's fun to go somewhere and you sit in front of a funny-looking giant, you know, whatever, ice cream cone or something. But at the end of the day, that's just sort of sugar that just sort of dissolves in your mouth. It's like cotton candy. And after you do a couple of, you know, a couple of photos, then then you're you're done. You know, what, what's next? So I think that's where the story world comes in. That's where the going a little further. So it isn't just um, a superficial spectacle. I think people really want, and especially when they experience things like. Yeah, Wolf or in Tokyo Team Labs. I mean, there are real quality experiences starting to emerge. I think to be competitive now, you can't just throw up an Instagram mm-hmm. moment over there on the
0: side. So they're coming for these experiences, mm-hmm. but you are going to have some stores that sell things. Like, what... or Will you? Uh, that's a question. No, will no, you have stores that will sell absolute, things? <laughs> there's
1: absolutely stores, but we're asking stores is to step up and be kind of part of this world. So it isn't just... Um, you know, you're walking along and all these experiences, and then you run into, you know, a store selling shirts. It's like they have to integrate. Now, it's okay to have a store. I mean, that's fine, but it's got to look and feel, and also, you know, amazing and special. And it's got to have a, a kind of a theatrical component to it, so that it, it isn't. So we're all playing the same game. We're all part of the same world. And um, and it, you know, I don't think it takes a lot to do that. I mean, if you know, we're creating this sort of container that has this rich, you know, open public space down the middle with all kinds of free experiences. And then from there, you can have a retail, you know, outlet to the side. It just needs, it can't just be disjointed, you know, just out of out of nowhere, just, you know, and visually and narratively, it needs to flow and integrate. And then I think, I think, I think it's going to be, a great experience to have a lot. You know, I think we can have a decent amount of retail, but I think we're really making sure that first and foremost, with, a, with a Meow Wolf, the, the secret project I'm working on, some of the, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, old retro uh, barcades and stuff, that there's a, a, a critical mass of there, there. I mean, we have to draw people, to your point, we're not going to have just sort of walking through down the strip you know, sort of just, oh, maybe I'll just try this out. I mean, we have to have people motivated. They have to come to us. They have to have heard about it and they have to come drive and and go through some effort to get there. So I think a lot of people in retail have that same problem. You open up somewhere, how do you get people to come? Do you really just want to rely on foot traffic? Well, that's where the most expensive rents are going to be. If you can create a story world that people know about all over the world, I mean, there are people that travel Literally from halfway around the world to see meowwolf in Santa Fe, that's what we all want, right? I mean, that's the holy grail, right? Someone that's that motivated, they are going to find you. They're going to come. They're going to actually create. They're going to they're going to plan their vacation around going to your venue. And when they're there, they're going to spend some time. That they've traveled a long way. They're not going to just come and, and go in a, in a few seconds. They're going to come and they're going to really. Hunker down, you know, and they're going to eat there, and they're going to take pictures there, and they're going to, you know, roam, and you know that's that's the holy grail. That's that's the
0: aspiration. It's interesting. So we're sitting uh, in New York today, and there's just this growing number of interactive theatrical experiences. Like uh, Sleep No More is the most famous, um, but it seems like today people don't want to just go see a show, but they want to walk through the show and be surrounded by the show. Do you think there's an opportunity for that kind of experience that has actors and a story and people are not sitting in the audience but are walking through it? Could that be a part of uh, in area 15?
1: Absolutely. I mean, what we're trying to do is get open first and figure out the flow and the number of people and when they come and then to add a layer uh, because what's great about that is that it can happen anywhere. You know, the these... Sleep No More has a huge hotel that happens. But there's a lot of experiences that you see around town and around the world where people are doing it on the streets. They're doing it. So that's what's amazing about that. You don't need the theater anymore. You can have actors roaming anywhere. But that is something that has a very high overhead in terms of the number of actors you're paying for. So you have to be sure that you know what you're doing and you have the right time of day and all that. But absolutely, we will have at some point a interactive theatrical experience but the first step for us is to more you know theatricalize the entire space so on day one when we open it has that gamified feel to it it has that exploratory feel to it but then you know little by little you add the actors add the other things like that
0: so visitors if they want will be able to get a pair of glasses it's like what's that movie they live have you seen that Uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, so it's... uh,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that
0: one. It's where... This is a tangent. Rowdy Roddy Piper in the 80s was in this movie where if you put on glasses, he realized that certain people were zombies. Right.
1: (laughs) right. It's sort of similar to that. And and is Rowdy Roddy Piper still alive?
0: Uh, We should find out from... I don't know. Let's pause it and I'll look up his Wikipedia
1: article. Uh, Anyway, um, yes, but there'll be a little bit of that um, fun. you know, And also, you know there's going to be um, sacred geometry patterns on the walls with pieces of art that you Uh look at and then they turn into particles, do a dance in the air and then turn into a face that talks to you. So there'll be things like that, that are not just gamification, but also something that's really beautiful. I think we're very inspired by, you know, there's, I don't think we look at this as an art gallery, but Winston Fisher and Michael Beneville who created uh, Area 15 were very inspired by art. They were inspired by Burning Man. They're inspired by, you know large public art things that are not pretentious forms of art but that are that are fun and anybody can kind of understand them and enjoy them and so there's definitely a through line of there's art in the in the parking lot there's big giant sculptures all everywhere you go there'll be little little elements of either art or artful kind of renderings of things. Even our uh, ceiling fans are gonna have ribbons on them and black lights, so that's sort of psychedelic. There's a there's a layer of that as well. It's sort of like it's we're not gonna have just white light, you know, kind of boring work lights. It's gonna be very, you know, enchanting and, and colorful, lots of black light. You know, I, I'm sort of addicted to black light in my time at Blue Man Group. <laughs> I almost can't help myself. I'm always suggesting more black light.
0: Oh I love it. So you mentioned Burning Man, which is a alternative lifestyle festival in the desert of Nevada. Is that how you would describe well, Burning really Man? A, it's
1: really an art festival. I mean, I think people okay. forget that it, that there's at the heart of all of it is a bunch of art in the playa that people are there to look at, and then from there people dress, you know, have fun. It's almost like a costume party, and um, and then you know from there there's other elements to it. But uh, you know, listen, we're not trying to be Burning Man, but I just think that that was. Um, there's a lot of people who are inspired by what's happening at festivals. Not just that one. There's festivals all over the world where you get to see beautiful and extraordinary things and you wouldn't even necessarily worry whether it was art or not. Some of it's technology, some of it's something that's just been assembled for as a one-off, you know, and then they're going to burn it. But you know cool stuff when you see it, you know, and when it moves you, you know. And I think that kind of exotic level of, of beauty And, uh, you know, something that just makes you inspire, inspires wonder, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do with with Blue Man Group and now with Area 15. Uh, And I know Michael and uh, and Winston, one of the first things they said to me was that they wanted Area 15 to inspire wonder. And I said, all right, you're speaking my language, so
0: sign me up. So is there an opportunity to do festivals at Area 15 or is Area 15 just always a festival? No,
1: actually, we're going to have... we have a party space, an event space, a very large, giant, so we call it the light box because it's got video on all four sides. So it's uh, that space and the outside space is, could, can have giant parties. Now, a festival, you know, coachella size festival, that's probably more people than we could handle. But I think there'll be very large club-like experiences quite often either ones that we make available to everyone or private events that people um, do. We're actually gonna have some of the after parties for some large local festivals. I, uh, I'm not gonna name the names, but you, know, you can imagine some of the ones that happen in Vegas. Um, uh, perhaps
0: very, an electronic music uh, festival. Some, something <laughs> like that would be a good example of
1: one that would be a great candidate for us to have a connection with. Um, but so yeah, I think um, you know, bringing the festival vibe to a, to a slightly smaller scale. And by smaller, I mean like, you know, say 4,000 people as opposed to 40,000 people. I mean, you know, 40,000 is where you're going to need to go out somewhere to a, you know, a pub, you know, large grounds. But I think that pulling in some of that festival culture and also we have a, a store that is going to be featuring uh, festival wear. And I think that's actually fun as well because I think that more and more people are interested in kind of, Leaning out of their normal persona And having fun That's one of the reasons I love going to uh, Costume parties Festivals Burning Man Is that I get to be It's not so much that I get to be myself It's I get to be somebody else Almost You know Like I get to yeah. kind of Go out of my My normal everyday You know Persona I mean I love that With Blue Man Group And I still try to find Excuses to You know Sort of be somebody else that's why halloween's fun but like you know we're going to be halloween all year long you know definitely lots of uh costume parties
0: well i'll tell you what chris area 15 is one of the most closely watched kind of quote unquote retail projects out there right now because um it's totally unique uh you guys uh i'm really curious to see to check it out um for listeners out there who might want to go check it out once it's open is there a target opening date
1: you know it's just we're just saying early 2020 uh, okay it's the opening it's going to be you know it's, it's coming soon
0: okay well i'll be out there in in vegas in the spring so yeah. by then yeah. i'll be able to roll by and, and check it out for sure okay awesome and they can just google if they want to learn more and go to area15.com is that right correct awesome Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Uh, For our listeners, if you've got a comment on today's show, you can leave us a message on the Where We Buy hotline, and we'll use your voice on an upcoming show. Just give us a call at 602-633-4061. Be sure to tell us your name and where you're calling from to hear more interviews audio retail tours including a retail tour we did of the construction site for area 15 not that long ago Um, and if you want to get new research insights uh you can subscribe to where we buy on the iphone podcast app on spotify go to our website which is where we buy show and a special thank you to icsc that made this live podcast possible we're a wrap thanks man that was awesome you're a pro you just jumped in and did it i love it